0: What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Giants Nation podcast. I'm your host Justin Roman, and guys, um, I hope everyone's having a wonderful uh, Saturday, Saturday afternoon. Um, uh, guys, uh, I decided to come on my podcast just because I have another mailbag I want to share with you guys today. Um, <clears throat> so uh, today's questions. Um, so obviously, you got everyone knows what a mailbag is. It's a bag full of questions, and today we're gonna be um, answering some. Today I'm gonna be answering some questions from you guys, questions you guys have been asking me for a while, you know. So yeah, Um, most of these questions are including Kadarius Tony somehow versus Darren Waller, you know, and there are more questions, so. So without further ado, let's get right into these questions really quick. Alright. Um first question uh first question uh came from Ben Goldstein. Ben, you you asked uh there's been a question I've been thinking about with regards to Andrew Thomas' improvement last year. Given that given that Evan Neal was the weaker tackle. Is there any evidence that teams uh, lined up their stronger pass rusher against him, leaving the weaker edge to Thomas? It It seems teams would want to exploit that weakness and putting their best edge against Evan Neal would be the best way to get to the quarterback. If so, would this artificially inflate the performance of Andrew Thomas or does or does a line evaluation take into consideration the quality of who you match up with? Well, Ben, um, I guess, first of all, a good question. I guess that if you have watched, if you have, I guess that if you have access to pro football focus, you could go through game by game and figure out who lined up over which tackle. I'm not going through 17 games. I will give you three um, three games. Uh, week two against the Panthers. You know, uh, week two against the Panthers, uh, Brian Burns lined up 20 times over over um, each Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal. Week three against the Cowboys, Micah Parsons uh, lined up um, most of the time over Thomas and Demarcus Lawrence. Oh, over Thomas and Demarcus Lawrence spent uh, spent um, 48. Oh, the yeah. Marcus Lawrence spent the game terrorizing Evan Neal. Week 14, Hassan Reddick of the Philadelphia Eagles lined up 48 times over Evan Neal and three over Andrew Thomas. No surprise there. He played 700. Uh, 700. He played. He played one. He played 701 of his 806 of his 863 defensive snaps. Lined up on the side of the right tackle. You know, um, I look at. I think defensive coordinators will hunt matchups whenever possible. Will always attack the perceived weakest link. You know, they always don't want their players in positions where they aren't comfortable. So it is a balance. I'm not buying. I'm not buying the artificial inflation of Andrew Thomas's st- uh, statistics. Most teams have more than one um, excellent passer, you know. So that's all I got to say. But I appreciate the question. Uh, next question came from Scott S. Scott, you're asking. I watched a lot of social media recently where could, uh, where uh, KC fans talk a lot of smack about getting Kadarius Tony from us and how he performed in the Super Bowl, as well as the greatness. As well as the greatness they are expecting moving forward. As a Giants fan, the trade was almost worth it to us for his contributions toward towards making the Eagles the loser of that game alone. But in the end, basically bolts uh, down to a Tony for Waller trade. If one of, if one of your brethren, KC, uh, beat reporters offered um, you the following three bets, would you take them all? Uh, would you take them well, um, um, oh, uh, then you said uh, comparing Tony and. Waller. Well, we gotta compare Tony. I thought you said something else. We gotta compare Tony. Uh, we gotta compare Kadarius, Tony, and Darren Waller for the 2023 season. You know, we gotta compare who catches the most passes, who scores the most touchdowns, and who plays in the most games. Look at, since Darren Waller played for the Raiders and not the Chiefs, I'm not sure why a KC Ryder would care about this, but I will take the ball. I'll take the bait. First and foremost, I am going to say this the Giants are better off with Darren Waller for multiple reasons. He is a pro who will get every ounce of production out of his talent and his body that he can. He, you know Darren Waller. He's a veteran. He understands how to be an NFL player. You know his teammates seem to love him, and he has gone out of his way to be a team guy. He want, you know, he went to Arizona to work out with Daniel Jones. He showed up for Saquon Barkley at his youth camp. Tony, I like Kadarius Tony. You know, I, I you know, I thought this, I thought this guy, I thought this, you know, I thought this guy was a very talented player. You know, coming out of South Carolina. You know, I loved a lot. You know, I saw I saw a lot of Greeks I saw a lot of things I loved. You know, but to me he's just he's just an immature he's just an immature me guy who was all about himself. You know, he never gained the tr- the trust of his coaches or his teammates with the Giants. And he was mostly in underproduct he was mostly and underproductive d- uh, distraction in his time with New York, you know. So look at now since I got that out the way. Now for your specific questions, I think I think everyone already knows how I'm going to answer these. Answer these because I I will look at I will believe that Kadarius Tony can be a week in and week out dependable NFL player when it actually happens. If you're going to ask me who catches the most passes, I will take Darren Waller. Yes, uh, look at uh, K- uh, Kadarius Tony has Patrick Mahomes throwing passes and Andy Reid calling plays. He has, you know, Kadarius Tony has 55 receptions in two seasons. Again, I will believe he can show up enough to that number when he actually does it. Who scores the most touchdowns? Tony has two in his career. Darren Waller has 17 over the last two over the last four seasons. And will be a huge part of this, you know. Could Darren Waller? He's gonna. There's no. There's no question. Darren Waller. He is going to be a huge part of this Giants uh, red zone offense. I will take Darren Waller. And who plays? Who plays in the most games? I will take Waller. Why? Well, I simply just because I simply trust Darren Waller's uh, professionalism more than Tony's. I know that. Look, I know that Darren Waller. He made adjustments to what had been a very uh, strenuous off-season program in recent years that may have uh, contributed to injuries due to overwork. Um, Tony, like I don't know how, I don't know how seriously he takes conditioning, working on his craft, stretching, uh, stretching properly before practice, and taking care of his body after practice. Maybe look at maybe Kadarius Tony will prove me wrong, but I need to see him. I need to see him actually do it, you know, but I appreciate the question. Uh, next one came from, uh, Taj, uh, Taj, S. uh, Taj, you're asking, in my opinion, DJ is Jeff Hoss, uh, uh, Jeff Hustler. a good backup quarterback. I hope and pray I am wrong. Giants will let him start the 2024 and 25 seasons. Keep upgrading talent level. Keep upgrading talent level on both offense and defense by 2026. A franchise quarterback is going to be needed. Either they have to trade all their draft picks to reach a slot uh, slot within first five selections, or to get a free agent quarterback. I am saying all draft. Pick, I'm saying all draft pick, draft picks because I believe by that season, um. Giants will Giants will be a franchise quarterback away from NFC an Championship and a Super Bowl. Do you agree with my opinion opinion about DJ and do you think the scenario I painted is quite realistic? Well, um, Taj, I take issue with a couple of your statements. I think Jeff Hosteller proved he was far more than even though I was even though I was growing up around when uh when Jeff Hosteller was playing I was just a little kid Um, I think Jeff Hosteller proved he was far more than just a backup quarterback this guy won the Super Bowl as a backup quarterback and went on having a good career as a starting quarterback for the Giants and then the Raiders was look at was he ever an elite quarterback no but he was a good quarterback who never had a losing record as a starter in any season. A lot of teams would take that. As for Daniel Jones, you, you watched him play last season and still believe that he is just a good backup quarterback. I don't know that you understand how well he actually played. Daniel Jones is more than that. If you're gonna ask me, can, look at if you're gonna look at if you're gonna ask me, can Daniel Jones continue to ascend to become a quarterback? Most people would rank in the top third of starters in the league or even a bit higher than that. That is what the Giants, that, that is what, that, that's why the Giants gave him a four-year, $160 million contract, uh, a contract for, to find out. That, con- you know, obviously th- uh, this contract, you know, the four-year, the four-year, $160 million contract is actually a two-year deal. With no fully guaranteed money after the second year, that uh, coincidentally agrees with your need a franchise quarterback timeline. Although I think you meant start in 2023 and 24 and need a quarterback by 2025. Look at, it. I do believe, I do believe there is a two-year window here. If the Giants see regression or not enough ascension to make them believe. They can win with they can win big with Danny Dimes. I think they look to move on after 2024. As a post June 1st cut after the 2024 season, the Giants could save 30.5 million dollars under 2025 salary cap with only a 9 million dollar dead money hit. Now, where the Giants will be as a team at that point is anybody's guess. Maybe uh um, Maybe, look at maybe Daniel Jones is the guy maybe they are at a championship level maybe they are at a point where they think the best path is a full restart not just to change our quarterback obviously we're, uh, we will know when we get there and yeah guys those are all the questions I those are all the questions for today um, I appreciate all the questions from you guys very interesting and exciting questions i appreciate them um and yeah but yeah guys that's gonna be today's mailbag um hope you uh let me know how you guys feel about my answers to all your questions and i'll get right back at you guys um i also keep, i'll keep you guys updated for more news about the new york giants so stay tuned um but until they and then guys i am out peace